is sponsored by Squareface. We send you a square, you draw a face. How hard can it be? Squareface. Previously on Dale Radio. It was October, it was really humid, it was rainy. Um, yeah, I stayed in Harlem by Riverside Park. Excitement? Was you, were you full of excitement? Kind of. Oh my goodness, well hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and it's my life in a single story told week after week after week. Today I'm once again apart from our little Gowani, which I'm beginning to think is a good thing. Maybe I should see other super fun sites. <laughs> I'm here in beautiful Sunnyside, Queens, home to many performers and comedians. I've been up here a couple of times before, to be honest with you, and I'm always welcomed with open arms. And I'm in the well-appointed home of actor, singer, composer, and performer Grace McLean. Grace! How are you? (laughs) I'm good! Good! I'm so thrilled to be here. And as I was telling you, it's so quaint coming up, because I always take that F, and it's subterranean. So for so much of it, for my journey, certainly. But to ride above in the clouds is like riding through a little model city. Especially this time of year with the twinkling of the lights and things. And that's such a triumphant gateway into Sunnyside. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Welcome to... I said, what is that? It's an arch? Who made that? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. The great... The mayor. I don't know. The mayor. (laughs) I wish a mayor could just erect an arch. Why not? Why Why couldn't he? Could be artsy. There's not a separate mayor here, though, is there? Mm, An unofficial mayor of Sunnyside? My boyfriend calls himself the mayor of Sunnyside, but that's because he frequents all the bars, and they all know him. In Ah. fact, there was a bartender who ran after him in the middle of the day, calling his name because he had saved a hat for him from the Shiner Beer... Uh, delivery, so he's got a little. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that was a gift from one of his bartender friends. <laughs> that's kind of what you want a, a um, mayor to wear, too. A I nice think beer so. Hat. Yeah, <laughs> it just brings him down to earth and shows him <laughs> you want to have a beer with a mayor. He wasn't drinking middle of the day, was he? Not that day. Oh, well, we've all had those kind of oh, yeah. kind of afternoons. Now I've seen you in so many wonderful productions, oh. and uh, I know that we have something in common is that we know how to make the most of our time on stage, don't oh, we? Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> You're always a delight, and oh, you got you, you. got to feel good about that, though. Thanks. Are you calling me a ham? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling myself one, that's oh, for sure. Man, I'll take it. Yeah, you got a little. You got a minute out there. You got to fill every second. You need to own it. I think so. You got to give something uh, for people to look at. Yeah, well. Yeah, you got to keep the stage picture active. I agree. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, you just seem so home on stage, I guess is well, what I'm thank you. saying. And it's a wonderful thing. And I think that we'll, we'll get into some of uh, how that came to be maybe here today. Sure. And uh, you got a real presence, too. I think that's what we used to call it. Is, oh, that, that gal's got a presence on stage. Oh. So we'll, we'll talk about why that is. Great. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes you're just born with it, aren't you? I guess so. Or you went to high school and then college and then take a lot of classes in it. And then you think, I never want to go to a scene study class ever again. That could be part of it, too. That's right. Well, speaking of, of uh, stage combat, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I, don't, I try to be as out of touch as possible mm. on this program. But there, there's some current events I thought I would just touch on. Oh, sure. Uh, and and uh, Because it was something that was so odd, and probably a lot of listeners uh, tuned in. And it's something in our mutual area of interest, uh, performing and musicals. And I can't think of a better person to talk about it with, though I gather maybe you didn't see it, Mm-mm. which <laughs> it's just this Peter Pan Live right. that happened. Uh, now, you you don't know anything about this. I know that a girl from Girls was in it. That's right. And an acquaintance of mine also was in it. Well, look, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> well, I think it's how every... I haven't seen Girls, but I gather this is what every episode is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Girls dressing as... Boys? boys, some uh, people in feathers. I assume there's some abductions. I don't know. I think so. I've heard that. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'll tune in. Mm. I got to get my HBO Go password from yeah, somebody. But the thing, it was uh, it was something you couldn't quite look away from because mm. it's uh, you know there used to be these kind of things. Do you ever watch it on TV when they would put it on there? Like, I, like an, old, an old TV musical or something? Yeah, like? yeah. Do you remember? Well, even Peter Pan, they used to play it with what's her face, Mary with, Martin. That's right. Is that it? Mary Martin, yeah. 
Yeah, I think she was that, Sandy that Duncan. First one. Another one. Another one. Yeah. Glass Eye, Sandy Duncan. <laughs> Amazing work. Um, well, and there was that. There's that famous Cinderella with uh, um, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, sure. Back, well, it's see. This is what I'm getting at. I want to talk about it. because I'm not. Uh, you know, anybody that look, it's tough to get a gig in this business. Sure. I understand that, and I'm not knocking anybody really involved with the production of uh-huh. it. You all get together and put on a show. God bless you. Great. More power to yes. you. But the, it's the the idea that, uh, that you know, at any moment in New York City. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of very capable performers who are able to, you know, they're doing eight shows a week, right. nine shows a week, however many it is. And they could get any of those people mm-hmm. to, 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 to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And some of them were. Sure, they have some Broadway people. But wouldn't you rather see them like a, new, a newsman's daughter and Christopher Walken? <laughs> he played Hook. And mm-hmm. rather than them, get somebody with some real chops, some real talent, yourself, for instance, get it right. and make a quality product that you'd want to watch. Was it's it like, not a quality product? I don't well, know. I didn't see it. Well, I feel as if the leads always... It was. Did you watch the one with Carrie Underwood with the no. Sound of Music? That was an even worse train wreck. Yeah. Even worse? Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. It was terrible. But Christopher Walken, he, not, he should know what he's doing. Well, he's on his own thing, though. You know, oh. you, you're watching a Christopher Walken production, not Shh. something that every... That's fine. It's fine <laughs> if there weren't everything else going on. Sure. It's a very, it was very disorienting. Anyway, it's like putting on the Indianapolis 500 and then just asking somebody to bring their minivan and drive it around the oh, track. Oh, Because we're ouch. all kind of watching for a crash, but it's not fun if your neighbor crashes. Really? And it's live, right? It's live. That's so exciting. Of course you want it to crash. <laughs> it was electrifying. But you mentioned this thing that was like Julie Andrews in the 50s. Yeah. It was like time travel because while you see this uh, woman flying around on the wires yeah. and uh, there on the TV screen, you're listening outside here in New York and probably some other cities around the country this week. The current event's going on. You've got helicopters hovering. If people are mm. protesting injustice mm-hmm. and all this, the, the, the split the schism between that. Absolutely. It must have been like what it, what it was uh, in the 60s or something. Sure. That you have all this un, uh, unrest happening while this, you might as well be watching Ed Sullivan. Yeah. It well, was I very mean, bizarre. I, I guess that's always the way. Well, this is it, isn't think? it? <laughs> Things yeah. always circle around. I think so. And we find ways to escape. Right. Yeah. Some people want to escape or they just don't want to face reality at all. <laughs> This so is, then this is you true. get Peter Pan. Do you have an escape mechanism for yourself? Oh, I watch. <laughs> that you can talk about. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you mean like things that, I, that entertain me? Yeah, that... what, what, what would you do to just unwind? Oh, golly. Well, you got a lot I take, of books. I have a lot of books. I like taking baths, I'll tell you what. Oh, there you I are. take a bath and I put on the, the Daily Show or Colbert. Uh-huh. Um... And once those are over, I tend to wa- I want to watch things that make me smile and make me happy. The last real like drama that I watched, I watched The West Wing for the first time about a year ago. Yeah. And I was just waiting for those two to get together. Who are they? <laughs> Whitley. Oh, yes. Whitford. What's his name? Uh, uh, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. Bradley Whitford. And yep. what's her face? Yep. And I cried when it happened. I dropped my <laughs> head in my hands and I sobbed in the seventh season when it finally <laughs> happened. <laughs> And a lot of other political stuff happened, too. So that was great. Um, but, he, you know, like Parks and Rec is a nice, fun yeah. thing. I did start House of Cards last night. Oh, you're in for it. I'm really excited, I tell you. Because you it is like, it. it's like evil West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> More manipulation and less politics. But it just looks like those actors are having fun. Having a good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it. No, it's a, I enjoyed that program as well. Oh, good. Yeah. You just started your first episode. Yesterday, just oh, started. Oh boy, you're in for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then instead of watching Peter Pan live, I watched, and Miller's Crossing. Which oh. I still mm. don't know what's going on in that. Movie. I don't know either. People I've have seen tried it many to tell, times, I, and too. I I remember scenes, and it's like great actors. I don't know what the Some, story is. Something falls apart in the middle of that. And there's a hat that I, floats around. I might there's get a metaphor. Distracted by Some, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't help you because I have faced the same, <laughs> the same problem with that particular one. Mm. Now, uh, uh, of course, people will know you uh, from your star turn. 
Oh. In the in the Natasha Pierre in the Great oh, Comet. Oh, sure. Of okay. I did have the best costumes in that show. I yeah. <laughs> I still have the cat suit that I wore in that. Oh well, scene. That's, that comes comes in handy. Yes, it does. <laughs> you're talking about unwinding, and then uh, your work with the, the the band Them Apples, Grace McLean and Them Apples. That's correct. Which yeah. is is great, and you have a wonderful music video. Yeah. Out with natural disasters, and of course, I came to be aware of you through that Jeff Buckley mashup. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, last Goodbye. Right. And, that was uh, very fun. Oh, very man. fun. We, we don't know. You're not involved in that any longer. No, no. But you're involved what's... in the de- early development. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, we'll see what happens, and they'll we probably will. have to call you back. Well, I was originally playing the nurse, and then they had to, that woman is like on the brink of death, so <laughs> they had to give me something else to do. So maybe by the time it comes back around, they'll be ready for me. Yeah. Well, they, that nurse. Yeah, exactly. Know. <laughs> Sounds like they need to cast you in more age-appropriate roles. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that my age-appropriate roles are the the older women on the brink of death. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> coming into my own as I age. I'm very excited about I, it. This is, I, I like it very much. That's a good plan. I think so. <laughs> it's, it's a only good get plan. Better. Well, uh, I, I want to talk about some of that uh, as we go along. But now you grew up out in Orange County, is that right? That's right. Yeah. A little conservative out there. Very. Was that your upbringing? Were you a part yes, of that? Yes, I yeah. was very yeah. much a part of that. <laughs> yeah. We used to say we lived behind the Orange Curtain uh, in Orange County. I did go to an arts high school where there were some really cool kids and, you know, making their own clothes and uh, but I, I had two friends at that school, and we were the only uh, conservative Christians. So, like, we were the weird ones. Oh, <laughs> that's a nice flip of things, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, man. So, so we like really liked being really world. Christian in people's faces because oh. that was, like, rebelling in high And that's certainly that's what, what Christ was all about. Oh, Get yeah. Get in your face. That's right. So that was really <laughs> Very intolerant, wasn't he? Oh, just the worst, man. <laughs> Everyone hated him. Um, so yeah, that. It's, Wait, how did that come to be though? Your parents are. are yeah, are, well, it's are, interesting. My parents were musicians. How did they end for up most with of this? Their lives. Well, I think it was around maybe before I was born, or just around the time they were like starting a family. They just found that their lives were a little too unstable. Yeah. And they were there was um the pastor of our church who just passed away this last year. Um, he came I'm sorry to, hear to that. see yeah thank yeah. you he came to see my parents play they were like playing in a little club or a little bar and he just likes music and he was they started to get to know him and they found out that he was pastor of this church and they said well we'll come to there see what that's about and then they got sucked in and they, they never looked back oh. <laughs> um it's interesting yeah they yeah they really like just cut off that that part of their life for a long time but they're they're actually starting to come back around and like see their old musician friends again yeah. but for a long time when I was growing up it was just I remember my early life I remember like going to see my mom's Latin band where she was like playing congas and singing that and my fun. dad was like in a country band and he was playing bass and um <laughs> wait, wait, it wasn't a Republican uh situation then I'm assuming uh, it's Republican or was it yes. just conservative yeah no it was I mean it it became I don't know what the actual political turning point was but then it became like pretty well, a conservative staunchly. Christian Latino band sounds pretty well we dropped the Latino pretty quick yeah. and just stuck, yeah. so stuck with conservative just went Christian with it. yeah <laughs> and what, did you then grow up within the church you must have oh yeah absolutely but it's interesting our church was so small my brother and I were the youth community well that's fun uh-huh. <laughs> um, you go on camping trips and no man no it was like oh man so there's this church called Saddleback Church, which is uh, yeah. Rick Warren's place. That's right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's in the same county, and you can see Saddleback Mountain from where we are, but it's a little bit inland. And they were like a big mega church, mega church. tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And our pastor would always say, "Well, that's a dog and pony show." <laughs> you know, he doesn't just, go for the glitz and the glam, no, does he? No, no. So we were like very plain. Everything was very, very plain. It just happened in his basement or something. Might as well have been. <laughs> Yeah. Just a simple wooden structure, yeah. a lean-to. Exactly. Are you sure it was a church? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't go there anymore. No. But, yeah, it was a big, a big 
culture shock coming out here to New York. But so, but was there singing? Was there any music that was present within that? Or really, your, your parents, it, these lovely musicians who yeah. were just trying to make a go of it and said, let's have a family. They play this one thing, and in comes this guy who has some ideas about the world and a simple yeah. setup out back. He, he kind of crushes it, puts that away. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think that other world was, they were finding it harmful, and so they... Harmful, too tempting? Maybe. Yeah. But what's amazing is that they are so supportive of me and my brother. And all we want to do is perform and act and sing and make music. And they're like, that's great. And they know better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they weren't able to do it. Yeah. They chose to walk away, right? Or they're coming back around, you said. Well, you know, I think my mother, she really is trying to get back into singing some more because she just loves it so much. Yeah. I know she does. And she's wonderful. What'd she do instead? Um, She, I think she's trying to get back into like high-end bridal couture. Ah, is yeah, that what she had done? She's done a lot of different things. Okay. She was she was like a dealer for um, vintage clothing stores and collectible stores in our area. Like whenever we would go on vacation, we had to stop in a weird ghost town where the people did not want us there because she wanted to like look through their trash to get stuff and then sell it to these people who would then jack up the price three times and, you know, rich Newport Beach kids would then buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. I had some great... Bright orange bell-bottom pants that oh. I got from her. And I, I was so cool in seventh grade. And then an eighth grade girl walked by me one day and she said, the 70s are over. She just like <laughs> dropped it as she walked by. Oh. And I like oh. saw myself like, whoa, my eyes were open. And I was like, she's right. The 70s are over. I need to shop at the Gap and wear gray <laughs> so no one will notice me. And that, that's what happened. Gosh, just little, for a little while. But junior high is the worst, man. It's, it's, it's not good for anybody. Tough. It can be tough. Ugh. That's when my kind of renaissance began. I reemerged out of that. Oh, I had a tough elementary school. You did. And then I, I emerged and became stronger and good more powerful. For you. I'm so glad. Thank you. Wow. After elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I had some uh, some forces working against me. I, you know, you say sometimes you say something you don't realize it hurts somebody's feelings, and then mm. they take it to a real extreme, oh. and can really make everything a difficult situation all about, all the way around from Boy Scouts to mm. anything. Yeah. And uh, but then this this ground changes when you get to middle school. It scrambles all the relationships. Yes, it does. So wow. you can start anew. Yeah. And. I discovered the theater at that point oh. and was able to perform, and that really saved me, I That's think. That's great. Yeah. What shows did you do? What was your oh, first? Oh, they were, ter- they were terrible. They were terrible. Oh, they always are. No, but these were beyond. These were <laughs> things that would not be out of place probably out there in uh, the OC. Oh. Some kind of, um, uh, you know, because it was a, a just a fledgling theater uh, club, you know, oh, drama yeah. club uh-huh. that was getting going. So they had one that was called uh, Teen 2, The Competition. Exactly. Mm. And a musical set in a high school, and the kid is trying to find his way. Oh. So it related to the people that were there, but yeah. it was, um, you know, I played the lead, of course. Of course. <laughs> After emerging from the shadows. I thought I was just going to do the um, the tech. I said, well, I'll be back here. I'll do the, the lighting. And I was there through all the rehearsals or the, the auditions, and I learned the parts. So I just said, well, I'll go out there. Yeah. And I did, and I nailed it, and I haven't looked... Back. Holy smokes. Congratulations. <laughs> and you too can have a podcast. <laughs> so you're in this gray drab outfit in this in this uh, place <laughs> with the, just the family members going to some guy's house to worship, <laughs> not singing, cut off from all your creative uh, energies. But you're in, then you get into the performing arts high school or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was interested in it before then, but I was a very, I wasn't a singer. I was a serious actress. My mother was a singer. I was not going to let her tell me how to sing. Yeah. I'm just going to act. Leave me alone. I'm a very serious, dramatic actress. Although, I was really obsessed with the Marx Brothers when I was in elementary school. (laughs) Obsessed. Yeah. I have some right over there. But I'm with the Paramount ones. The Paramount Uh, ones uh are different than the... um, the MGM, because at Paramount, they were just like in everybody's way. Uh-huh. This was the, their first movie contract, and that's when Duck Soup was yep. made. Yep. Um, and then when they went to MGM, Irving Thalberg? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, we've got to change your image. You need to be 
you know, there's got to be like a romantic couple. They're in trouble somehow. You're there to help them out. Uh-huh. So that's when A Day at the Races and A Night at the Opera happened. Okay. And that was sort of the formula that they kept. Great, fine. But I love when they're in everybody's way. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so evil to people. Animal crackers and coconuts. Always starting a food fight is what I... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The oh. did a lot of that too. Yes. But. Um, but anyway, I remember for one of our uh, talent shows... There we go. In fourth or fifth grade I made my friend Shelly come over and I sat and I, I watched this one scene from A Day at the Races which was and maybe it's still my favorite um, with Chico and Groucho they're at the races and it has to do with you know Chico is like trying to sell him all these books about betting on the right horse yeah and I just watched it over and over and over, and I wrote down every line. Even the lines, I realize now, like, they're just improvised lines. But I was like, we've got to get the timing right. <laughs> and I made her do it with me over and over and over. Um, and nobody got it <laughs> at the school. No, I think maybe some not. of the adults were like, yes. But most of the kids were, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you have the outfits and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I had the accent. I was Chico. <laughs> and she was Groucho. Maybe you need a Harpo. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we just needed a harpo. Yeah. But he wasn't in that scene. He was. Well, you have to be true to this. Maybe I just didn't have a third source material. Yeah. (laughs) Very good student when it comes to How do you even find the tapes? Just your parents had them around? They were on uh, AMC or something. There was like, they started, uh, it was like a marathon or something. My brother and I started watching them and I could not get enough. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I just love them so I mean, much. They know how to hold the stage, too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm beginning to see it now. <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about uh, the reason I even brought up Peter Pan was because mm. there were probably some musicals in your in your background, too, right? Yeah. You or no, because you, you were I'm, saying you were I'm not actor, really actor. like a musical theater person. And the types of musicals yeah. that I tend to do and get cast in are like new, weird things. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> so you didn't have an affinity for anything that was out there? Not really. No. I've still never seen Cabaret, the yeah. movie or the musical. And I think as I know I would like it. Because I love Chicago. I've seen Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite musicals. The movie's a little odd. Don't like the movie. The movie's a little hate, odd. Hate it. The musical is meant to be on a stage with one-dimensional characters. Yeah. That's how it's meant to be done. When you try to give them a backstory, no, 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 no. Just right. let them wear black and do these weird dance moves and yeah. sing their Cabaret songs. It's brilliant. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. You won't find a bigger Fosse yeah. fan than, than right yeah. here. Oh, All That Jazz is one of my favorite movies. It's the movie I put on when I want to relax. Really? I talk about unwinding. <gasps> I got to watch that, that again. Jazz. I love it. I do too. I absolutely, that, that, the beginning scene is everything to me. Oh, that ending about, scene. That, no, then it gets strange. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> All the Jessica Lange parts. Yes. Yeah. Is it ben Vereen comes in. Yes. Yeah, Ugh. an endless version of what's the song that they sing? Bye uh, uh, bye, my love, goodbye. That's right. Bye bye, my right. love, goodbye. I and love it's just it. It's endless. Just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> in the, that other woman, the woman in there, she moved to Israel, never acted again. Really? Yeah, the one that wow. plays his uh, estranged wife. Oh wow. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, do you have any uh, uh, musicals though you're ashamed of to, <gasps> to admit that you like? Oh. I don't know if I'm ashamed. I I really like Funny Girl. Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand. Okay, no, listen. I really like it. I watched that a lot as a kid. Yeah. And my mother liked it too when it came out. She thinks she saw it seven times in the theater. Oh. Well, a lot of people are fond of her. They are. So that's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I have a shame musical that is uh, probably no surprise to many uh, listeners. Catch. Oh, sure. Never I seen it. it. Oh, I hope it comes back. <laughs> Maybe they, it will. They, no, they said they're redoing something, and that's not going to be good. I, I know it's because <laughs> they already purist. said, no, they said Rum Tum Tugger's going to have some kind of rap. And I don't, oh, please yeah, don't, that where are we? What is this, the 90s? Put a rap in it, and that'll get the kids in. Come on. Oh, my God. I don't want to tamper I with that kind of thing. I hope that's true. I really do. I love it. It's so much dancing. It's exciting. <laughs> And they're dressed like cats. They're dressed like cats. The makeup cats. is amazing. But the, and they're just wearing leotards though and leg warmers. It's one, it's like all that jazz, just with cats. <laughs> and mm. set in a junkyard. I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but then you get too far when you get into like a uh, roller skate express, Starlight Express. Starlight Express, I've no, seen that. that. You saw that. That's I mean, I saw like a kid's production of it when I was. <laughs> 
wait, wait, wait. Wasn't the whole, isn't that whole thing on roller skates? Yes. <laughs> they did a kids' production of that. Yeah. Oh my That's goodness! Fun for what the a kids. what a calamity. Yes, sure. <laughs> that cannot be fun. Well, I don't know. You I, had a good time watching it. I had. I. <laughs> I may have been a little bored. Oh gosh. I, I feel for those kids trying it. Because <laughs> that that'll, that was impactful for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to know what their lives are like. <laughs> Can't take it away. Yeah. So you were doing mostly acting and things. And then you studied, yes. but you studied with a, a jazz singer in That's Los right. Angeles. So the thing is, this was when I was at my arts school, and we were having a master class with this woman, Carmen Bradford. She was coming in to, to teach us jazz. And our school teacher, for, for our school voice teacher, um, said, okay, so you know, choose a song that you want to sing. You'll sing it for me first, and then if I, if I think that you'll be... You know, it's worthwhile for you to work with her. I'll put you on the list. So I sang, I don't even remember what it was, The Man I Love, maybe. And she was like, okay, right, well, we'll put you last if we have time <laughs> for you to go. Yeah. And I was like, great, fine. So this woman came and she was working with people. And then at five o'clock is when um, school was over. So it was five o'clock and the bell had rang and I was the next person to go. And Carmen was like, well, I'm, I'm going to stay and work with whoever if you want to stay. I said, yeah, I'd like to sing my song. So I, sang and she was like oh you saved the best for last Ooh, well and i was like see teacher uh <laughs> and then she was really wonderful and she gave me her card and she said why don't you come study with me in la so what was she known for and did she have it she um she's still around she yes she yeah. is she lives in georgia now she was um ella fitzgerald's last protege oh huh. yeah and she sings with winton marsalis a lot um and she's she does solo things too but her her mother is also a singer. Her mother lives in New York, Melba Joyce. And so I studied with her when I came out her here <laughs> um, for a bit. They're, they're both just amazing vocalists. And her dad is Bobby Bradford. And he, I think he plays trumpet. Anyway, so their family is just like in right. the, right? That's just yeah. a good trumpet name. <laughs> I, would, I think you'd have to pick up a trumpet if your name was Bobby Bradford. Right? So their, their family is just in the the jazz world and I I learned about style and individuality and finding the pocket from these ladies I, What's still, the I still don't really know if I have the pocket if you've got like what is it uh, uh. so if there's a, it has to do with the beat and the rhythm yeah. and you want to stay like right in the rhythm you don't want to get a little too ahead of it or oh, a little too sure. behind unless yeah. it's something that you're doing purposefully but you want to like sit in it you want to like go along for the ride yeah the pocket is like the little seat you're just gonna sit in a saddle. That's like a saddle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Be comfy in that saddle. Yeah, yeah. But what was interesting about Melba when I came out here is she wouldn't let me sing a song until I could speak the words. Yeah. And have it mean something oh, to that's her. A, that's like basically until she her? was crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> then I could sing. <laughs> and you were able to reduce this woman to tears a on a regular basis. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you remember the song that did it? Yes. Um, Look at me. Misty? Misty. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that was the first song that she sang for somebody famous. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when she was very young. So it reminded her of that. But yeah, they were, she was all about lyrics and story and having you understand where the thing is coming from before you can that makes sing good it. sense absolutely. absolutely did she ever do any singing to uh, radiators <laughs> <laughs> oh i see what you're saying yeah that thing is broken they all are as you, you said so your buzzer's funny. broken i haven't been to one of these interviews really where the person's buzzer worked oh no <laughs> so oh my god is this an epidemic. so annoying no, no, no. I, it's, it, okay. I have been in, uh, we had a whole thing with, uh, with Radiator. I think it gives the listener a classic sense of what it's like to be a creative person <laughs> oh, or any person living oh, in New York. I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, oh, yeah, I don't even you got to incorporate it in. You got a rhythm section starts in, Bobby Bradford yeah, on the winds. That's why not? <laughs> well, don't worry about it. It's all fine. Okay. Well, it's, and you're still in touch with Melba? Sometimes. She's on Facebook, and so am I. She really might. They, um, well, Carmen talks to my mom, and they'll go see her oh, yeah. sing sometimes. And Melba has come to see me once, maybe. 
when I reached out to her to come. But yeah. Pretty good. It's that's good enough. It's nice to have mentors in your life and that yeah, kind of thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, and so uh, but but music was in the house. It was around there. You yeah, had it was some around. you you, I, you had to pick up some of these standards someplace. Absolutely. You don't just start with Misty. Sure. Yeah. We were really into well, we listened to a lot of Ella when my my parents had a, a a couple of records. This is vinyl at this point, to. not compact disc. Yeah. And then my brother and I went through a big Frank Sinatra phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was studying with Carmen, she just would mention people to me. And so I, I listened to Anita O'Day yeah. and um, Etta Jones, different than Etta James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would hope so, because her name is different. It is different. <laughs> her name is, first name is the same, but she's a different person. Um, yeah. So would you go combing through uh, record shops for some of these things, or no? You would just look it up? Well, mostly I would go to the library and see what CDs they had, and then there I'd bring go. it home and I'd put it on tape, and I'd steal it from the library. Which we encourage everyone <laughs> to do, like a good Christian. Oh, man. <laughs> So when did that end? Or has it ended? Are you still oh, still part of that? Is that still an active part of your life? Not really. I mean, I I was really I was really into like jazz vocals and I thought that I was going to go down that path for a little while and then I think uh I don't know just acting became more important to me and I wanted to learn more about that. So then when I went to to college to NYU, I didn't want to go to a, to a place to study voice. I wanted to study But I mean the church. Oh. Oh, we're back with them. When did that well, end? Well, I just meant when did that, that relationship? Because yeah. at some point, and I'm going to assume it's jazz because that's the devil's music. <laughs> oh, well, golly. I guess you got in there and just <laughs> yeah, it sounds ripped everything like apart. We're supporting that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I came to New York, and then that then I came to New York. <laughs> and that's what kind of happened. I was I was going to a church out here for a little while. Uh, what denomination was it? Is it non. Non-denominational. <laughs> Okay. We do not have a denomination. Oh, okay. We just are Christian. Yeah. So the capital C. Oh, okay. We watch out. Yeah. Jerry's Christian Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Sounds like what it was. Yeah, a little bit. But it, but do you still have the you still have some uh, a faith system? You still uh, I, well, you subscribe know, to that, or you, oh, you really got turned off on it? I didn't get turned off. It's just it has sort of changed a bit, and I and I um I can ap- appreciate. Um, the messages. This is you're really getting in there I with know. these we're conversations just, we're just here. here. We're just Ooh. here together. We're just here together. <laughs> when there are two or more present. Well, if you don't, you don't, so want, you don't want to talk about, it. we don't have to talk about. It. But uh, I just wondered if it was still uh, something that you were pursuing or you kept active as you as you go through. I mean, life. I think that I I still do have a spiritual life. I just I don't ascribe to any particular institution. Right. Listen, I'm on board with that. Yeah. That's okay with me. Yeah. Even Just if the, it wasn't, the it would us be fine. and them of institutions was it's highly problematic. I don't like it. I was thinking the other day about how how everything is just connected and you have all these infinite worlds and all this kind of thing uh-huh. and how I've always uh, thought and my grandfather was a minister and oh. I told him this idea and he thought well that makes a lot of sense because he wasn't one of these um, sort of in your face kind of fellows as you were talking about uh-huh. uh, but very accepting of the I said well what if there just are there these infinite possibilities and everything that we do is is meant to our role is to just try and connect those mm. just every little thing we put out there is a means of connecting all of the threads of the multiverse or at least to bring us all together in some way couldn't mm. that be the mm. maybe we're just all doing stuff and it's fine and the <laughs> sun will burn out and we're done yeah <laughs> but i like to think that it has there's some meaning behind everything yeah or not and that's okay too yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting have you did you, have you read um that's okay i can be okay with it but that's it's it's hard for me to completely give it up that there is sure. something to it because otherwise it's it's too sad. Sure. I have to feel like there's something that we have to pursue. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Have you read that book? Uh, I, I have, yes. You know, there's one point where the writing on the page, this the text, yep. starts to get more and more and more sort of overlapped and compressed and yep. eventually it just be, it becomes illegible and then there's a page that's just 
black. Yep. And like maybe that's what it is. Is it that there's so much something there that you can't see what it is? Or is that there's so much something there that it's nothing? Yeah. I just loved that one. I thought that was a beautiful That's moment nice when it can, we can be made visible yeah. like that. Well, it's wonderful. <laughs> really thinking about it. So you got out of the, then you came out here to New York, as we said. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you got involved with Tish and the yeah. musical theater department. That wasn't necessarily for you? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were still interested in, in doing full-on theater. Yeah. Um, was there an Absolutely. opportunity there for you to do both, or were you, were you really driven towards the, or, uh, well, driven by the institution towards the musical productions? Well, what's no, 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 no. no. What's what's kind of nice about NYU is that, uh, or or the the Tisch program is that you kind of get to make up what you want to do. Um, there are a lot of different studios there. Yes, and so. I was at the musical theater studio for two years, and then they have a four-year program. If I wanted to stay there, I could have. Yeah. But I wanted to leave after two years. I mean, I wanted to leave after two weeks. Had you already been somewhere before for university, college? No. No. This was it. Yeah, this was it. Um, And honestly, I'm glad that I stayed there. I met a lot of great people that I still work with. It's just that the dancing was really hard for me. I'm not a bad dancer. I wasn't, I was in like the almost the top class of dancing, but I don't like it. I don't know why. I just am tapping. Mm -mm. Everything jiggles. Why does it move? And I don't like it. I can't do it. I'm telling you, I've been very open about this, but I just bought three pairs of the next size up on my pants. Oh. And it's incredibly uh, sad for me, but I am so much more comfortable That's during what you the day. Do. Why not? I love to dance. Well, I should do more of it, though, for sh- exercise purposes. Sure. Because I, you know, I move. I, I like the Zumba. It. Yeah, you got the straps on the pants if you get the Zumba. Ooh. I like to do that. Very fun. Yeah, I like to move. Yeah, I can do But dancing, if that was a requirement, that's sometimes <sighs> tough. Sometimes dance needs to be connected to a place of pure joy. Man, I agree. I like, I can dance with joy. I can do that. I can certainly jump up no, and down. You can jump and dive it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but you did some experimental theater in Amsterdam. How'd that come I about? I did. That, well, that was wonderful. That was just, that was the thing to do. You know, everybody knew that was. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for cool. it. Before that, I did a year at the Shakespeare studio. That was very fun. And at, then, NY, at NYU. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Amsterdam, um, man, that's the stuff that I'm interested in. And if I, for a long time, I was always like, well, because I went to at Arts High School, and then, God, I'm like, if I go back to grad school, and I do want to go back to grad school, I don't want to take, like, a scene study class. I just, I'm not interested in that. I, I don't you. care. But the, the, the experimental theater wing stuff, it's, it was more, it was actually very physical, but it was that place of pure joy who runs that over there uh kevin kolke oh okay his name he was was he the he was the head of the undergraduate acting part when i was there he's not anymore but he's fantastic what experimental theater folks were you drawn to (laughs) um you know i mean i'm interested in like grotowski's work towards sure. the poor theater I yep. actually meant to read that again I've started reading The Empty Space again as well why not why not um, and I, I don't know if this counts because it, it's music but Meredith Monk uh, I think is, is yeah, she's that's a fascinating that lady yeah, yeah. good she actually, hairstyle right she teaches <laughs> at this university that in Colorado that I've been looking at I don't know if I'm going to go but I, I keep can, thinking about uh, it it's called Naropa it's a Buddhist university. Oh, yeah. You yep. know it? Yeah. 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 I've not spent any time out there, but I, I, I haven't know. either, yeah. but I've been reading about it a lot, and it sounds pretty cool. Huh. Who knows? But I just like that the way that they're working uh, is l- less, well, no Slanislavsky sort of psychological approach yeah. to text or anything, and more Grotowski physical, uh, emotional approach to a larger work. Yeah. I may say larger. I mean, like beyond text, mm-hmm. beyond just words and thought, and sort of embodying things. I don't know. <laughs> is this the one with that crocodile? What? Is this the one with that crocodile? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember a production of one of those. Oh. Anyway, I've seen some of it. Is what I'm saying, and what I saw of it, I liked immensely. Oh, some of the stuff coming yeah, out of Europa. Yeah, some Naropa? kind. Of, uh, no, 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 no. A, a, a Grotowski and some of those oh. things. There's a, 
anyhow, I may oh, be I may sure. be getting it. It's been some time, but yeah. I you know I've spent some time out there on uh, uh, with Bob Wilson at his place in in Long Island. Doing, you know Robert Wilson's work. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. wonderful. Out there, visual theater, moving yeah. real slowly around. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't know. I want to know more about that. Yeah, dive in. Go out it. there. Okay. Yeah, they're really making stuff. I'm, you could I'll end up it. in a very unusual outfit doing something that's repetitively fine. for a very long time. Sure. I did make it over to Amsterdam, though, too. You in did? fact, it was to see a Bob Wilson production, his production of Hamlet that he was doing. Oh, cool. And I went over there with uh, my my then uh, uh, wife, and we ended up on a nice houseboat with a lovely older couple who was oh. very fond of cheese. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> So Did you just great eat cheese all night? That's of, uh, great. No, I think they were swingers. But oh, I see. I can't be certain. It was a language issue. I think I'm not. I, but we got out of there. We had we, we ate the cheese, but we got out of there. Oh, <laughs> that's too bad. We're still in touch. Love to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We send notes. Now uh, I mentioned this. This the, the Buckley thing was uh, uh, this kind of a update of uh, you were talking about sort of you like the more the weirder more updated stranger musical yeah, performance kind yeah, of thing yeah. now this is not experimental theater no. i wouldn't say but uh, i saw you in many iterations of the development of that piece uh-huh. uh, uh which is romeo and juliet basically set to to jeff buckley's music right and uh, a great conceit a nice idea and uh, as you said you played the nurse and then you also uh, teamed up with that same group recently to be with the blackbird thing oh yeah songbird songbird i keep calling it blackbird yeah songbird they were originally calling it bluebird because that's based on (laughs) the bluebird cafe and (laughs) they just got an audubon's book and they're flipping through it memphis yeah i think yeah Mm. anyway but then they got they were going to get sued or something so they had to just change it to songbird but a color of a bird was in the title. Yes, you were it correct. was there. All right, I knew I wasn't totally imagining that, and that was over at Joe's Pub. Yes, it was. And did was it difficult for you? You, you very uh, good with accents. I've now seen oh. you do at least two. Sure, I guess so. <laughs> Is that something that takes training, or you just have an ear for it? Well, I think it's a musical thing, you know. I do. That's what I, I absolutely hear do. about. Accents and singing and <laughs> learning languages too. I learned a little bit of Russian when I was in uh, when I was doing Natasha here in the Great Comet of 1812 oh, because yeah. we were getting Russians and it was Russian. And I, when I was in high school, I I really liked Russian literature. Mm-hmm. I read myself some Tolstoy and some Dostoevsky and tried to read some Gogol and it, it was just lost on me. Yep. Um, but I thought I was going to learn Russian and then read all those things in Russian. That's not going to happen. It's very, very difficult. Very difficult, yeah. <laughs> I can say, excuse me, I don't understand Russian <laughs> in Russian. <laughs> oh, that's important to yes. do. Uh, <laughs> I was over there. This is unrelated, perhaps a non-story, but I was over there in Paris not too long ago. Uh, and I was you know, trying to say, you know, I don't speak French. And, uh, you know, whatever, however that phrase goes. And just to prove that comic book store uh, nerds are the same no matter where you go. Oh. I went into the comic book store thing. I say, I'm sorry, I don't speak French in French to the guy. He says, ah, but you're speaking French now. Like, you just have to. I know. You I have know. to twist it. Why don't you just be a nicer person? <laughs> Maybe that's just the French. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> you also, uh, what was I going to say about that? You, um, um no, that's good that you know that phrase in Russian. Oh, they have a wonderful sense of humor, is what I was going to say. The Russians? Yes. It's, well, oh, some of them. Maybe not all Russians. <laughs> I was hanging out with some Russians at my boyfriend's bar, and yeah. oh, man, they were funny people. They're funny people. I mean, what I say? I say funny with a darkened tone. Uh, but some of the literature, I think, is the, the, the comedy that's involved sure. in Sure. Is, sure. Is just so Chekhov's short stories, actually, yeah. I really like. Great, great. Very funny. You ever hear of Victor Pilevin? No. Oh, do yourself a favor and look at those. There's some great translations of him. Okay. Uh, Oman Ra and uh, the one's called like the Yellow Lantern or something like that. Yellow Buddha's finger. There's a couple of them. Wonderful. Cool. Wonderful. There's another one about all the. There's something about where everybody becomes bugs, and they, he really goes for it. Really oh. goes into it. Oh. Anyhow, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, good. <laughs> So check it out. But you did a couple of your own productions, probably drawing on all this great experience that we've been talking about at uh, Ars Nova. Oh, yeah, and, sure. And Joe's Pub, or, or just Ars Nova was the thing? Um, 
Ars Nova, I did I did a sort of version at Joe's Pub. It was just a little pared down. Yeah. Yeah, so you're talking about Grace McLean lives in concert. That's the one. That's the one. And you drew, it was it took place in a living room or something? Yeah. And you so were able I, to draw from your journals? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so really, yeah. this was just, I just wanted to have a space where I can perform my music, have a concert, but I wanted it to be a little bit more of a, sit up and listen experience as opposed to a sit back and listen. Yep. And so I would tell stories from my journals. I um, gesture over here because I've got some because what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm trying to put some of them to music. That's sometimes more successful than others. Yeah. But I've got a, a, a real cute one about Jesse and Zach. I liked both of them when I was 10. From, from uh, uh, from a journal and the text of a journal. No, no, but they were Jesse and Zach were uh, characters or they were people oh, in your school? Oh, they're just people in my school. Oh, okay. They were the two the, Jewish we should, boys. We should, <laughs> of course I they were. Them. yes. The Forbidden Fruit for That's the, right. the uh, Christian single. <laughs> but you, that was a... Uh, uh, Journals from your time in high school, middle school. Oh, all over. Just I think your childhood. Like seven years old, and then some of them were like two years ago. You were journaling at seven years old. That's my first journal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It's about pancakes and Charlie <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin. Oh, Loved well, him. That's a, that's a powerful <laughs> afternoon. And so, the, but do you have all that stuff? You have all this stuff from your childhood. I do. In addition to the journals, the other stuff, or is that the only thing that remains? Oh, like. Just knickknacks and things. I don't know, detritus, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, my, my, they moved recently, so I had to go through everything, go through all the ghosts of my old selves, yes, yes. and be with them for a minute, and then throw them away. Yeah. So I really don't <laughs> have. I've got, I've got some like stuffed animals and some books that are still in a box. Did you know you always wanted to work with that material, or you just came across? No, it? I mean, I started. I've, I've been journaling pretty consistently for most of my life. I mean, right now I'm. I would say I'm so not. if you started at seven. Yeah. And you know, there'll be periods where it drops on and off. But I think there was part of me that was like, well, I'll be famous one day. And then they'll publish these as books. <laughs> See, that's what <laughs> it but is. But I go back There's through it and it's seed. just like, <laughs> no one wants to read these because it's just about boys. <laughs> and I mean, they're just about boys. I'm so happy that I have them because sometimes I'll look back and there's like a list of things I wanted to do one day and there's a little memory. And, and then eventually it became a place to, you know, solitary therapy. Right. But Grace, it's all about boys. It is all about boys. It's all about that relationship. <laughs> the quest, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Now that I got I got a good one, it's like, ugh, what do I write about? Yeah. Right about being happy? No one cares about that. I, I, I know. <laughs> no, that's why I try to stay as miserable as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but did you take one of those shows to Edinburgh? No, but I'd really like to. Oh. They would love it. I tell you what. Yeah. I went to Edinburgh with a show about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Oh, that's a fun one. In which I played Rose Schneiderman. <laughs> Suffragette. Yeah. Um, did she burn? She didn't burn, but she was really mad at the city she was of New upset. York. She gave a big old speech they invited her to say something after the fire to sort of bring people together and it's, instead of bringing people together she was like you all blew it yeah that was you all blew bad. it um but that's why we have sprinklers that's why we have sprinklers and um ladders that reach up to uh where you know <laughs> yeah. off the side of a building right. as opposed to just step ladders <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really horrible but edinburgh was wonderful i loved it there i saw so much crap but people don't care. Yeah. It was great. Like, the standing O's for the worst stuff. I went to a karaoke bar um, one night, and I sang my karaoke song, which is Last Dance. Mm -hmm. And people were freaking out. If you can belt and shimmy a little bit, the Scots love it. I've got to get over there. Yeah. There's not a lot going on. <laughs> they need me. They need it. They need yes, you. That's right. Have a wee dram and let it go. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, thank you. I like that. Well, I, will you think you'll take the band over, them apples? Maybe. They're a little expensive. If I can just go over there with myself. Well, that's the thing. My looper is really making me an independent musician right, because so you, I'm not 
I'm not very good at playing. Well, let's talk about <laughs> it because you were inspired by Reggie Watts. Oh, yes. The great Reggie Watts. He and, he and I have worked together. Have you? A li- well, I mean, for a little bit. But uh, so you picked up one of these looper things like yeah, he uses in his performances. Exactly right, yeah. Did you go and see him or you're uh, a friend of his? Um, yeah, actually, a, a good friend of mine is uh, dating him right now. So well. I and I, she's a choreographer and she's got a, a show that happens at the Ace Hotel. There's actually one on December 15th. Uh, on Saturday night at 9.30. Oh, it's a dance show, but I perform uh, a song or two with my looper in it. Oh, terrific. It's fun. Um, anyway, so he shows up a lot, and I've gotten to talk to him a bit there, and I've, I've seen him live as from well. From Montana? From Montana? Isn't he from Montana? I don't know. I know he spent a lot of time in Seattle. Yeah. But I don't know I feel if he's like from that. Montana. I feel like there's some... You, it wouldn't be where you'd expect him to be from. <laughs> I love it. I really, really, really like that Because you'd probably expect him to come from a comet or some kind Yes. Yes, that, I do. That's what I mean by that. Yes. He's otherworldly and yeah. quite magical. So uh, you picked up this thing, and you're able to now yeah. self-produce yeah. songs, compose using that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It, but it's uh, wonderful. It's really fun. I mean, it's it's limiting in its way because it's a loop. So right. whatever you set up is just going to happen like again and GIF. again. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like a musical GIF. <laughs> that's right. Funny. I didn't think of it that way. I'm going to have to think of that. Although I did start writing a song, because sometimes when I have to test it, I'll just write, this is just a test to see if it works. But that, I've got a song now that's, that's this is just a test. <laughs> that's how you do and it. And just like weird Are you able like to that. save independent layers? Or you really uh, have to make it as you go? Oh, well, you know what? With the new one, I have been using the 2880. Oh, I have to tell you, this is a funny story. I have to... Um, <laughs> tell you i oh i thought my the 2880 was broken or something wasn't working um so i reached out to reggie and i said i don't know what's going on do you i know you know people at electro electro harmonics who make these things can you put me in touch with someone he said sure and the guy put me in touch with i know from the wizard rock world wizard rock is uh, a genre of music that's all about harry potter i have a harry potter band called lillian james and i know this guy who's an engineer because he and his wife have a band called Swish and Flick, and they are like the hip-hop bad band, like the Slytherin band. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> we were emailing back and forth, and we were like, pretty sure that I know you. <laughs> and we play at conventions and things like that, and it's wow. super fun. You, super in the, in nerdy. In costumes and all that? We don't do costumes. Super dirty or super nerdy? nerdy? nerdy. Although <laughs> those nerds, they, some of them want to get, they just want to get down. They oh, just yeah. want to dress up I and know. get down. That's how they do it. That's the only way they can. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Although, I have to find out the dates. I think I can still do it. The next one we're going to is in, I think, May. And they asked if I would do, um, if I would cosplay as Professor McGonagall for (laughs) a Harry Potter roast. (laughs) And I said, yes, of course. I've never cosplayed before. Oh, well. (laughs) That's going to be terrifically exciting. That will be, yes. Yes. I could see it. I could see it. I think so. Yeah. That's what I'd take. Wow. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. And I know that there's more to this story. You reached out to the guy from Wizard Rock. Right. So anyway. But wait, 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 wait. Oh. But there's a, there's a, a, it's a genre. Oh, yes. Of Wizard Rock. You're unfamiliar with this? I was, oh, sadly it's been around. Not. It's been around since the early 2000s. Have you heard of Harry and the Potters? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I haven't. I'll tell you, I'm older than, than when Harry Potter really hit. I, uh, it missed me. So honestly, I did, I know that if I was younger, I would have really glommed onto that, and yeah. it would have been. Have a you thing. read them though? I've just started uh, uh, to read them to my niece's daughter, oh, and good. she's wild for it. She was Hermione this year for <gasps> for Halloween, sweet. And I was Harry. Oh, of middle, course, middle aged. I, I say generously, <laughs> uh, uh, Harry Potter. We went out there and did it with all the the robes and things, Fun. but. Um, so I'm just getting into it, and I'm always eager for her to pick that as the book we read. Mm. One, because she goes to sleep right away. Oh. <laughs> God bless her. Right. But two, because I'm genuinely, I get into it, even though I've seen the movie thousands of times uh, now. But yeah. The books are better. The books are better. And, and, and the, uh, so. Yes, okay. There's all these bands. There's all these bands. And what bands. do you trade uh, music online? There's like groups and forums and things? Oh, I'm sure only... there are. Now, here's the thing. Me and my writing partner, we came to this very late in the game. Yeah. We, our first album, because <laughs> we have several albums, I released a Harry Potter album before I had released a music uh, album of my own You have several albums stuff. of Harry Potter? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're called Lily and James. Yes, yes, the parents. That's right. Yeah. Here's the thing about most of the bands. They all, like, like Harry and the Potters, yeah. who started this in the early 2000s, they're yeah. these brothers from Rhode Island, they write all their songs from the perspective of Harry. Yeah. And then there were Draco and the Malfoys. Sure. They're all Draco. Yeah. The, my, one of my favorite bands is called The Whomping Willow, and he's <laughs> hilarious. He's so dry. <laughs> and there's, um, there's actually a, a documentary about it. You can watch on Hulu for free. It's called hey. We Are Wizards. <laughs> and it's about, well, Brad, do you know Brad Neely? He's an artist. He's like a cartoonist. Yeah. He does like the Professor Brothers, I think, is him. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I should say, I'm laughing and giggling because of the discovery of a new world. It's not, I'm not, <laughs> no, there's not judgment in, in, in my laughing. No, I I'm love talking about this. I'm genuinely tickled that people have <laughs> got it together <laughs> to produce multiple albums worth of oh, content. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do you have it that we could we could play some of it? Sure. Well, can, get, I, can I find it on my comu- on the computer? Well, yeah, we'll find it and we'll, 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 we'll plug it in and we'll, we'll listen to it. Snape Seeker is my jam. That's the Snape first one Seeker. that I wrote. Okay. <laughs> well, let, let's listen to that. Okay. Only Professor Snape was in 63. I'd have him over to my house for tea. Pretend that him teach me occlumency. But I'd really want him to see the thoughts I have of him and me. I know that everybody kind of wants him dead But he's all I see in the mirror I've ever said His daddy was a monkey and his mama was a bitch I'm not witch, but I'm sure together we could make some magic Even though I don't think I'd end up in Slytherin I'd concoct a damn good love potion So I'd be sure he'd come knocking on my door to be the head of my house, jump on his broomstick and make a score. If I were a seeker, he would be my snitch. He'd be in my arms with just one glimpse. I know it's like a is, but I bet I'm a needless begging. That that wants so we could make some magic. Snape seeker, I'm a snape seeker, baby. Snape seeker, I'm a snape seeker, yeah. Snape seeker, I'm a Snape Seeker, baby. Snape Seeker, yeah. Well, get out the way, Pansy. I know you like them complete boys, too. But let me tell you something about this one here. Knows what's up with you, no. Don't give me no Grangers, no Potters, and no Weasleys. All I want is to get next to him and get greasy. Haven't you ever wondered why he's such a meanie? Did you think it's cause his heart is So Snape, Snape Seeker is what that was. Well, we that's just right. listened. Yes. Oh, that's right, uh, yes. That's amazing. Yes, it is. Just <laughs> How really. many albums are there? Well, we've got that one, which is our, our self-titled album, Lillian James, um, our debut album. And then we've got one called House Pride, which is uh, songs we wrote for all the houses. The best one is Hufflepuff. Yeah. Because that's a, like a 90s rap. Um, you don't hear a lot about them, though, do you? The Hufflepuffs. The Hufflepuffs. Yeah, you really don't, and it's too bad. Because, well, Cedric was the best. He was the best Hufflepuff yeah. there ever was. And yeah. then lost him. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um, and then we just have a couple of singles. We have two music videos. <laughs> That's astounding. 
I, I wish that we started with all of that because <laughs> I feel like we've really unpacked something. Yeah. But now, okay, let, let's just wrap up this a bit let's do it. where you got into the wizard okay. part. Yes. So you had a problem with the sampler, but had you were able to find it, and then you were able to retrieve the things that you made, or no? No, basically, no. So what I'm trying to say is the yeah. new model, so I, I, it was all fine. We got reconnected. He, they're in, he's in Long Island City, the, the, the studios. So it's very close. There's a rubber yeah. bike over there. And I reached out to him because I was like, do you, ever, you guys ever do sponsorships? Because I'm basically, I'm just using your product all the time for all my music. Yeah. Are you interested in that? I'm making these. I'm making uh, weekly cover videos. Although I stopped a couple months ago because my it's having trouble with my voice. But I'm going to pick that up again soon. Good. Um, so I'd been doing that for a couple of months, and I had the natural disaster music video. He said, "We don't do sponsorships, but we like your videos. We don't make the 2880 anymore. Can we give you the 45,000 in exchange for some videos?" I said, "Great." So I have it. So the new pedal. Yes. This is way too long and boring. Oh <laughs> I'm god. Riveted. The, the new we would pedal. Never have gotten to Wizard mm, Rock exactly. without this story. Saves old loops if you want to oh, save so them. Oh, so you can. But otherwise, otherwise, otherwise you're really just, doing it in the moment. And, yeah. And the, and as you said, you were releasing weekly. Weekly, yeah. Videos, compositions of your own, experimentations. That uh, I was cover, covering, cover, covering a song. Cover, cover songs. All yeah. right. You shoot that in here. I do. <laughs> That's amazing. There's so much, and the and the the, the them apples. They're they're touring. They're gonna they're gonna appear sometime soon. We actually have a, a yeah. We have a gig on December 22nd, which is a Monday at 8 p.m. at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage Two. Great. It's free. And you're gonna it's be great. playing what there? We're gonna play your EP. You have an EP now. Uh, I album. D- I do, but actually, there's only like one song that I play off of that thing. <laughs> um, we're working on a new one. A new EP, which is going to be of all looping songs. Um, our old EP was before I had the looper. Um, uh, so we'll be doing a bunch of a bunch of looping songs. Maybe I'll do a holiday song. I'm definitely going to do my journal song about Jesse and Zach. Yeah, got to do popular. that one. It's a good one. It's funky. Um, <laughs> no, that's what people need. Right. What do you have? A, speaking of holidays, do you have a holiday song? What's your holiday jam? If it comes on, you're like excited about it. Oh! I like the old ones. I like yeah. uh, uh, Nat King Cole, that whole Nat King Cole album, yeah. and the Peanuts album. Oh, sure. Yeah. That one. They were playing in the grocery store yesterday. I was so happy. That's what. That's good. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You hear some, and they just give you the the scent. They remind you what the season is about. Exactly. On my way over here, riding that little toy train through the little village, <laughs> I put on the the Mel Torme Christmas album. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, he's got a nice warm he sound. He does. My brother's really into him, or he was. Twelve years ago, when we Probably knew still. each other. Torme is forever. <laughs> yeah. The Velvet Frog. Oh, I think it's. I think that's what he was known as. Cute. Yeah. So um, you got your brother. You're going to celebrate the holidays together. He's here until he finds a gig. No, he's got a gig. He's oh, he's oh, he's touring. Like you next said week. you said yeah, he was he's touring be in Florida. I'm going to Texas with my man for Christmas. That will be nice. That's where he's from. Yes. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. You got a big ranch down there. No, we go to a, go a college town called Denton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know that town? It's yeah, like I the little Austin. Yeah. yeah. It's, Cool music coming out of that place. Will you play some gigs too? Does he play? Does he play with you? No. I don't. You know what I mean. No, no, no. You know, yes and no. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. He doesn't play music. What does he do? He does. He's an actor. Okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) That's what I said when we got together. Really? All right. All right. Gotta do this. Really, he's the best. Um, He does. He. That's his guitar. We've got. Some guitars and mandolins and things hanging up yes. in our in our um, in our living room, uh, and yes, he can play. He's good, but he's not he's not a, a musician by trade. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although he was in that musical Million Dollar Quartet. Do you remember that? Was yeah. Around? He was uh, Johnny Cash understudy for a while, and then he took over for Sam Phillips, who doesn't do any music. He just narrates the whole uh, thing. Well, that's a little easier. <laughs> yeah, but he does a like very the... good Johnny Cash. Oh, good. Well, from Texas too. That that's be... right. Yeah. Johnny from Texas. Not necessarily. Doesn't matter. Wherever he's from. <sighs> got to get some of this, these facts, you know. Gotta oh, get yeah. Got to get them right here. Mm. <laughs> well, this is, um, that's, uh, I think we could go caroling, though. Would you like to go caroling sometime? You ever done that? I have. <laughs> <laughs> 
your face. Just utter exa- exhaustion and disgust at the idea. I do not want to go caroling with you, sir. <laughs> no, thank you. Nothing could be less appealing than dressing in Victorian garb. And touring the streets of Sunnyside. If we're gonna, I didn't know about the Victorian garb. I'm in. Hi, <laughs> you see? If we can you do see, that. You gotta listen to the end on my invitations. Okay, good. <laughs> I just need to dress in a little. Read through muff. my Evite. That's <laughs> 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 well, that'll be exactly uh, as exciting as you, your face showed. Mm, <laughs> we'll which, was, which was very <laughs> something. No, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll do that. I don't know. Get a get a group together and go go do something. It'll be fun. <laughs> we gonna get cider or something? Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Some peppermint. Uh, what do they call candy cane? Uh, yeah, we'll get some candy cane mm. uh, wreaths to wear around our necks. Okay, well, listen, it's a work in progress. We're going to figure this okay. out. Where can people, uh, you said the 22nd? 20? 22nd, yeah. yeah. And then uh, next year, January 29th through March 22nd, I'm performing in a show at the Vineyard Theater called Wonderful. Brooklynite. Brooklynite. It's about superheroes in Brooklyn. I am one of the superheroes. Oh, what are your powers? I control the water. Oh, well, get over to the Gowanus, will you? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I can't not, clean the water. Not technically water. Oh well, okay. Then I can't. I can't do a thing for you. That would be terrific. You know, yeah. If you need a Gowanus monster, let me know. I will, of course. Now, I I do want to talk about my Lincoln Center gig. I don't know exactly when it's going to be because well, that's, yeah. I won't know until December tenth. Oh, you mentioned this. Now you're you're in a competition. Yeah. So I'm right now. Uh, I'm one of three bands that are competing to open the Lincoln Center American Songbook series <sighs> next year with a concert on January twenty first. Wow. It'll be a ninety minute gig. Pretty sure it's free. Big old auditorium. Uh, I'm definitely going to make it a Grace McLean lives kind of a thing. Yep. Whether it's it's going to be interactive. We're going to have goodie bags for you. We're all going to learn something. Yeah. There'll be surprises. And there'll be music. So it's going to be great. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> and, and so how can people find out about that? Is that on well, your website? Yeah, I should put that on there. I would. Uh, <laughs> it is on my Grace McLean and Them Apples Facebook page. Okay. Um but by the time you're hearing this, I'll know if I've won or not. <laughs> well, so the thing let, to know let is, let us remain full of optimism yes. and hope. But I, I will tell you, whoever doesn't get that January 21st slot will have uh, a time to play in either April or May. So oh, great! At Lincoln check Center. on back, and that that will be on my website. You can bet. <laughs> and it's GraceMcLean.com. That's right. Yeah, good. I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, terrific! This has been wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. And we had the we had everything that you just mentioned some some fun stories and music and all. I learned yeah, something. Oh, I'm so glad. This has been great. Well, uh, my thanks to everybody, and uh, I'm going to be uh, up the next live show of Dale Radio will be part of the New York City Podfest, and that's happening at the Primo Time right after brunch, 1 p.m. on Saturday, January 10th. And we just put out the uh, the lineup, but it's terrific. We've got Max Silvestri, uh, uh, we've got uh, Akila Hughes, Joe Firestone, and Joel Kim Booster. The terrific Steve O'Reilly will be there playing music. We'll be down in the basement on the Lower East Side. So uh, come. I think tickets are five bucks. They're available online, and uh, as always, you can check it out on DaleRadio.com uh, and all that. Uh, that that will do. I hope that you have a great holiday, Grace. By Thank the way, you, you too. I really enjoy Texas. Now, till next time, I'll be teaching my annual workshop down by the Union Street Bridge on fun ways to freeze your own tears and turn them into decorative snowflake ornaments for your tree. <laughs> And I've got some other ideas for empty whiskey bottles as well. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly, season 7 theme song composed and arranged by Emily Danger, season 7 podcast icon by illustrator Louis Chin, logo treatment by Daniel Spencer, season 7, posters by Annie Carbo and Claire Proust. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are found. And if you do find us on one of those places, be sure and rate and review us. Live shows are the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. Thank you for listening. You're the best. <laughs>